Hello, welcome to Game Changer. Monday through Friday, David Villa and our crew dive into God's Word and talk about how to take principles from the Bible and apply them to our daily lives. Thanks so much for listening, and here's our host. What's up? Good morning. Welcome to Game Changer. Good morning. How you guys doing today? You guys ready for a good day? Absolutely. Good Thursday, man. It's a good Thursday. This week flew by, and it really it did. It just seems like that the other day I was telling you how much I enjoyed the weekend, and then here it is Thursday. It's almost another weekend. Did <laughs> it kind of fly by? Nothing to look forward to. Two more days. <laughs> Kick back. So we're going to continue on the topic of relationship today. We're talking about the power of three. The power of three. It's a good topic. The power of three. You know, I just, in studying for this and looking, looking over some information, um, three is like a big deal in the world. It's a big deal really in the psychology of humans. And, you know, I didn't really realize this, you know, I was going one direction with this topic and kind of the obvious direction with regards to relationship. And and that's really the most powerful three. We're going to get into that and that's going to be what we discussed today. But I want to start off with the impact of the number three on human experience in general. And it's undeniable. And I think that when I'm finished explaining this and kind of going over and kicking off this, I think that you're going to agree with me. So number one, let's do this. Let's share this show. Help us out. If you, if you are on Facebook or YouTube and you have any body that cares about relationships, maybe they are in one, they're married or they're engaged or they just came out of a broken one or they're single and they need to find the right person, then share this. Amen? And uh, so the impact of the number three is is really going to be undeniable. So let's divide it in 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 look at it into threes. And as if it's something that our brains require. And it's interesting, I was we and I were talking about this last night, especially with the sales. They really uh, you know kind of made me think and I just kind of added to it. But so number one, we talk about things like the past, then what? The present and the future. Three. We talk about the beginning. Then we just then we just we can't jump all the way to the end. So we gotta stop in the middle and rest, right? The beginning, the middle. And the end. And we say things, we say, hey, here, he's here, he's there, and he's everywhere, you know? <laughs> and Only Dr. Seuss or something. <laughs> you musicians out there, right? I mean, the progression chord. You guys, do anybody know how to read music in here? No? You guys know? This one made no sense to me, I gotta because be honest. I was like, what does that even mean? I'm looking mean? at it too. Shouts out to musicians. I'm like, I, yeah. you can drummers, type them in. Drummers, right, Mike and I, musicians. drummers don't read music. Drummers <laughs> aren't musicians. Drummers progression aren't chord. You can, you can just type those in. There's a there's a Roman numeral one, there's a Roman numeral four, and there's a Roman numeral five, and I guess that's the progression chord. If anybody can debunk that theory, well, please do so. Because If you I read no music, you would understand me. that, and I don't. I don't. So, how about this? You, me, and them. I mean, so we, 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 we sit here, we're talking the title of the series, right? He said, she said, he says, the power of three. Let's look at the Olympics. They're going on right now, right? The Olympics are going on for another week or so. So the Olympics and, and other sporting events are further proof of this, right? The winner of an event wins what? The gold medal, right? The athlete that comes in second wins the silver medal. And the one that comes in third wins the bronze medal. There's no medal for fourth. 
how about that one person that just finished like a tenth, of, like a millisecond? Like his, their finger was shorter than the swimmer's finger that won, that won bronze. It was like they touched at the same time practically, but the fingertip was longer, right? They won nothing. They won jack. Fifth place won jack, and anyone behind them won nothing, right? In so many contests, people stopped counting after third place. The human brain either doesn't care or doesn't remember who's beyond third. All right, so when forecasting sales, I get this. Okay, my sales team gets this. If you guys are in business or in sales and other measure, we look at three levels. Like we, we say, you know, hey, either optimistic, guys, you're average or you're pessimistic, or you're above average, right? You're average or you're below average, right? We look at high, medium, low. When categorizing leads, sales leads, you know, we, hot leads, what? Warm leads, you got it, right? Cold leads, A, B, what? C, high, medium, low, all right? Still not convinced? You said you were thinking about this. This is when we talked about the power of three roughly on the way home. The next few examples are actually where my brain went. I was like, so like. Tell us what they are. I immediately thought of the three stooges. <laughs> hey, who are the three stooges? Mo Curly and Larry. Mo Curly and who? It's not Mo Curly, Larry, and Joe. It's not Mo Curly, Larry, and Mike. It's not Mo Curly, Larry, and Fred, right? It's Mo Curly and Larry. And then my next one was Snap, Crackle, and Pop. Rice Krispie Snap, mascots. Snap, Crackle, Pop. Three Musketeers. I didn't know their names before looking it up. Athos, Porthos, and Aramis. Didn't know their names, but I did think of the Three Musketeers. <laughs> hey, you know, when we were little, it's not that way necessarily, but the three big broadcasts, ABC, CBS, NBC, they actually called them the big three. Word. All right. So would you guys agree then three is something – you know, Kevin Campbell, three lights on a traffic, traffic light. Oh, you got red, one. yellow, and green. There's no, there's no magenta. <laughs> it's, not like, it's not like it's red and all of a sudden it just turns a little bit orange before it turns yellow and gradually changes. It's like red, boom, yellow, green. You know? Cool. All right, you guys get it? I think, we, I think we agree that three is psychologically embedded and burned into the human brain. So let's discuss a very powerful and important example of three. Okay, this one has to do directly with your relationships. This one, I believe, will cause your marriage to flourish and is the secret to a truly successful marriage and relationship. It's the secret. And Diana, or, you know, let's have Mike. Mike's our resident reader. And let, read this. I put this, this is in the uh, Contemporary Standard Bible. And so this is Ecclesiastics 4, 9 through 12. Read this scripture, Mike. You, you kind of like our resonated, designated reader. Two are better than one They have because they have a good reward for their efforts. For if either falls, his companion can lift him up, but pity the one who falls without another to lift him up. Also, if two lie down together, they can keep warm. But how can one person alone keep warm? And if someone overpowers one person, two can resist him. A cord of three strands is not easily broken. Ecclesiastes 4, 9 through 12. Okay, so let's look at it here. Two are better than one. So you have two people they get married and the world looks at it just that way, right? You look at it as I fall in love. I've met the woman in my dreams. I met the man in my dreams. We're going to get married. We're going to live happily ever after. Snow White did it, right? Cinderella did it. You know, Prince Charming did it. And why can't I do it? Shrek did it. Shrek, I mean Shrek. <laughs> Shrek did do it. There's hope for every one of you guys out there, right? Shrek did it. I don't know about you guys, man. I was, you ever wished that Fiona like stayed a princess because I'm like, she's pretty as a princess, but man, 
I'm not really sure. I'm not really sure I could do it. I'm not really sure I could bring myself to kiss the ogre. Well, never Again, in my ogres w- don't exist. So. Never, never in my wildest dreams did I think we were going to be discussing the ramifications of Shrek on, go- on Game Changer in the morning. I'm you just have saying. A whole week I'm of just Shrek saying. talk. I'm just saying. Ashton, our daughter here over here, who's going to be back on the uh, podcast next week. I guess she got married, you know, and then she can't talk about relationship all of a sudden. You know what I mean? They get married. You would think that. <laughs> I think it's, think a, to it's her too Matisse, hot of a subject right now. <laughs> yeah, you would think that, you know. They're trying to work themselves through <clears throat> it, figure it out. Her and Matisse have zero to say over here. And, uh, but <laughs> but uh, speaking of Shrek, she, she couldn't even read yet, but she had this book. She watched Shrek every day, like three times a day. Like it was Shrek for morning, three in three. It was it was three times a day. It was in the morning, in the afternoon, and in the evening. She read, she watched Shrek, and she couldn't read, but she watched Shrek so much that we bought her this book that had words in it and pictures, and they had some of the phrases, and she would read the phrases verbatim, even though she couldn't read, because the, she knew what they said in the movie. She wouldn't. Mimic the movie. Yeah, she wouldn't read it. Okay, I, okay. I'm, she would <laughs> look at it. The, yes, okay. It would seem like she's reading. It did. Yes. Okay. So you have two is better than one, Diana, right? And they get a reward for their efforts. If either falls, the companion is there, right, to lift them up. Pity the one that falls and doesn't have anyone to lift them up. If two lie down together, they keep each other warm. But how can one person stay warm alone? If someone overpowers one person, two can resist but how many know that resisting wears you out? If you are in resist mode constantly and that's all you have, you get tired. But a cord of three strands or a, or a threefold cord is not easily broken. So when you read this, I think Solomon is talking about power relationship. And he's talking about marriage. He's talking about the three chords representing the groom, the bride, and, of course, God. What do you think about this? I think even in our differences, so obviously we are very different. David and I are very much opposites in a lot of ways. But I think, um, you know, there's seasons that maybe you don't, we don't always appreciate our differences. Um, they become sore spots. But I think that third, there, here's one thing that we can always come back to common ground and is that, Ultimately, we um, want the best, you know, God's best for us. So even when we couldn't come together in some of our thought processes or, you know, we're, you know, we're in a season of just like nothing seems to be agreed upon, um, we can always come back to our foundational thing of, you know, wanting God's best mm-hmm. and trusting in the Lord with all our hearts, leaning not to our own understanding or whatever it is we're going through in that season but in all our ways, acknowledging him, and he directs our path. And when he directs our path, we really are focused on, you know, God and God's best. Mm-hmm. You know, and we get out of the way, he brings us back, the threefold back versus, you know, wearing us away and apart. So I think um, the, the power of three is important because there's definitely seasons of life, you know, that without him, I don't know if we would have been able to. We wouldn't have. I mean, I know we wouldn't. I mean, I think we, if we're honest, you know, really honest, we know we wouldn't have if it weren't for him. You know, you know say it this way. Like, if you have a threefold cord, and what happens if two of the strands are frayed? Two of the strands are so weak, they're, they're, they're practically broken, and the only strand that's holding on is the one that can't be broken. 
you know, so there are times in our relationship that it hundred percent would have been over if it were just up to the two of us. But there was the third strand. And um, yeah, the opposite of a threefold cord is a couple, which by the way, you could have God and be married in the church. I mean, you could even, you know, you, you could, you could, you could be, you could do everything right, have every intention and, and be a couple that has all the right thoughts and ideas and still go through seasons where you live parallel lives. Diane and I have gone through seasons in 28 years where we were going different directions. So we're moving toward individual goals and fulfillment separately. And then these, these goals rarely intersected at, at, and, and on an intimate level. And, and then it leaves room for the enemy to work a wedge into this gap. And so the one thing that, that, that I think keeps us united and moving in the right direction is keeping that third fold cord. Because, you know, if you look at it this way, you know, um, and it's later on in the notes here, but something that, you know, putting this together that kind of really stood out in my heart was in this verse in Ecclesiastics, although we may picture as a threefold cord to be three separate strands weaved together, the threefold cord in a Christian marriage should start, for instance, Matthias and Ashton just got married with two individuals that are first tightly bound to the Lord. So you have a twofold cord and a twofold cord coming together. You have God that's, that's so intertwined with that individual and then this individual, and then they break them, bring them together. So it starts with two individuals who are tightly bound to the Lord. So when we become one, the Lord is already, already present in that oneness. That's good. And you can go back up to the other part of the notes, Mike. But I was reminded of what you talked about yesterday, that example of the triangle, mm -hmm. which a triangle is three points. So even in that, three I didn't points. think about this when we were talking about it. It's three, you know, me, you, mm -hmm. him. He said, she said, he, he said. Says. So I think it's at three. That was interesting because I didn't really think about that until you were just talking about it, that that triangle still was three points. Three, you know, you know what? Here's the truth of the matter. Sometimes when we're going through tough times, we try and bring a fourth person in to help us, which makes a, which makes a, um, makes a rhombus. You don't yeah, want that. You don't want that. <laughs> You're going to be wonky. So, um, you know, a trying, that's a three point, you know, three points too. That's kind of interesting, but, um, I, I definitely can attest to, um, even when we didn't agree, we could agree back on, you know, our, our foundational beliefs in God mm -hmm. and most of the time when we not most of the time all the time when we go back to those God has a way of not weeding out things in the other person a lot of times he weeds out things in us mm -hmm. um because me and God can't change David <laughs> I've really you know, tried a lot but only me and God can change me with my openness to that so um you know that's where even when we're going to the Lord sometimes like you know, he's really hard to deal with sometimes or whatever. Um, go ahead. The Lord has a way of flipping when we go to the Lord in prayer with that. And then we begin to allow him to speak. He gets us out of the framework of trying to change the other person. And we recognize that we, we ourselves are the ones that need to change with the Lord's help. Yeah. I mean, you, when you were saying that I was, it, you have you, you said it was the only thing sometimes that holds you together. And I mean, I don't know about you. It, it, it's have you ever negotiated with God? Have you ever been over in the corner, you know? And you, you're like, your 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 rope is broken, her rope is broken, and you're sitting there trying to cut the one rope holding on. You're like, you're like, God, 
You're like, if I could just cut, you know, cut loose from this, right? I mean, you view it from, you know, you know that woman or, or that man, you know, and the reality is you can't even cut through that rope. God doesn't, God doesn't, that's not how it works. And, you know, while you're in the middle of doing that, it's like God's going, you know something? Really, you're the issue. Let me work on you. Well, no, 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 God, that, that woman, kind of what, 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 what Adam said. Go back to the beginning of the garden. I mean, you know, we all know it was Eve's fault. I mean, we, you know, we all know that. I mean, look, if you haven't read the Bible, read the Bible. No, I'm just kidding. It was but, a man's susceptibility to listen to Eve. But here's the thing. When the man did that, the man, the man did that. When God came into the garden, he said, what happened? What did Adam say? He said, that woman. The first thing out of his mouth said, well, that woman you gave me. That woman. You know, and so... The reality is that man and that woman is not going to work with that God. And, you know, as you're trying to cut the rope, I believe that God is just going to reinforce and double down. And the reality is, you know, the verse states that a tightly knit two can withstand an attack, but a threefold cord can endure longer. And sometimes you need, sometimes you need the endurance the longer endurance so that you can reinforce yourself in the Lord. Because the reality is two broken people could come together as one. God's not broken. And while he's working on you individually, sometimes you need the endurance. And sometimes it could be 28 years. Sometimes it's not, you're not a spring chicken, you know, when, when, you, when you get worked on. But I mean, can I just say that the reality is it doesn't matter how long. The endurance is there. So God... The threefold cord allows the endurance or the grace so that the two can be worked on and reinforce the strength. And it comes from that third strand, which is our relationship with God. So when we're walking with the Lord as one, we're better equipped to withstand repeated attacks of the enemy on our marriage. You know, go back to Dumasani's um, comment, because I thought it was a good one. It says, here's a powerful thing about being rude in the Lord in marriage. Wherever there's an issue that has to be addressed, we ask, what does the Word of God say about it? It's a powerful foundation to work from, which is interesting, because sometimes we're working from the Word of God, but let's be honest, sometimes we've moved away from God, so we're, walk we're working to God. So that goes both ways, because sometimes we've drifted you know, life's drifted us to be not as close. So we're not work, working from God, the foundations of God. We're working back to the foundations of God. So sometimes we have to make sure we're examining what, where, where we're working from in those relationships. Are we working towards God? Have we drifted and working towards God so that we could come back together? Or are we together working from God? Right. You know, so that I think there's, and I, I, that doesn't sound, I hope that sounds as good as it, it does. is in my mind is that sometimes, you know, we're not working, we're honest. You know, talks, there's a song by Casting Crowns, Slow Fade. Sometimes we've faded away from God, and then when we're in these seasons, we recognize or we realize, whoa, how did I get here? And so we're working back to him so that we can come together and be um, united. Well, before we can say that Christ is at the center of our marriage, he must be at the center of our own hearts as individuals. It's true. And if we haven't found our identity our identity, your identity, you need your identity in Christ and your security in Christ first in our relationship with him. And then our marriage cord will be strong, will be as strong as it needs to be. And that's the reality. And so, you know, look, and, you know, we said this at the beginning of the week, I think, or, or I don't know if it was a couple of weeks ago when we talked about relationship, but, you know, I think it was two weeks ago when we just said, you know, you're, 
you have to look at marriage. And somebody told us this maybe halfway through, somewhere along the, the halfway through mark, you know, and uh, it stuck with us. But it was something that, you know, we, we never, we knew, of course, you knew, but you didn't really ever think about. And I don't think anyone, I don't think Matthias Nash necessarily thought about this, but you've got a guy who's 20, how old are you? 23, and you have a girl who's almost 21, you know, who come from two backgrounds, two families, you know, two, two ways of life, two, raised two different ways, you know, in, in one home for 23 years, in one home for 20 years, and you, and you take them out and put them together. And so you have two worlds colliding in a marriage. And the reality is you have to, you know, you collide in the Lord, which is perfect, but you, you bring in your life. You bring in the broken pieces. You bring in the frayed knots, you know? And so I think that, you know, to, in order to have a strong marriage with the third cord, you know, really the identity and security of yourself, in, it needs to be found in Christ, you know, before you can bring it into your relationship. And if you're in the middle of a relationship, you don't back out of the relationship, go, okay, I got a do-over now, you know, because, I, you know, I didn't go into it this way. No, you just, you just realize that God is working on you in his endurance, which is his grace, holds on when you can't. Amen? That's good. Yeah. Talk about trust for a second. So my ability to trust you. Okay. You're, first of all, I, you're, you're a very, I know that we've had issues in our, in our marriage with, with this and my ability to trust you, you're, you're a very trustworthy person. Um, my, is, is trusting God, trusting the evidence of God's work in your life. I see it. You haven't always seen it in my life, you know? And when I look at our relate, my relationship with the Lord, I see when I look, I'm sorry, look at your relationship with the Lord. I see fruit that tells me that you're attached to Christ. You know, and um, John fifteen five is a good scripture reference. And uh, but if I trust God's word, then I can trust that f- fruit as evidence of our threefold cord being intact. And you know, you haven't always been able to see that in me. In our relationship, there's been there's been broken trust. There's been times where you haven't been able to see that, but you've held on through the cord of God. Talk a little bit about trust and how important it is and how, how even if somebody has that damaged, how they can rebound in the Lord. I think trust and safety are important. I think they must go hand in hand because we have to be able to trust one another with, you know, hey, I trust you to, to make the right choices because you're staying connected to the one that holds all the answers. Um, but then I also feel like, and you have to trust that, Hey, if you're going through a season and here's there, this is where, this is where trust and safety come together. I'm a really firm believer that, um, you know, your, your spouse, you know, God first, you go to the Lord with what you got, but your spouse, you know, God made woman out of man Mm -hmm. and we're made in his image, but there should be a safe place in that. And we should be able to be vulnerable just as, and as we come to know the Lord and we get closer to the Lord, it allows us to be probably a little bit more. I mean, I think we're hesitant when we've experienced things about being vulnerable before being vulnerable before the Lord, even though he, we know he's a safe place. We know that, um, you know, he loves us in spite of those things. But I think as we begin to build that relationship with the Lord, then we get to a place that we can also be vulnerable with our spouse. And I think that it's when we're able to be, um, to trust that when I come to, come to them, that you're not going to use that, you know, my frailties against me later on in a different argument that in that trust, trusting one another, there's also safety. So, so that's such a good point. If you didn't hear that, 
So trust, we always assume, is broken by sin or broken by betrayal. And that is true, but you have to be able to trust your heart and your vulnerabilities with your spouse as well. And you're a person that you've, I've experienced both sides of that with you and, and, you know, but you are, um, you know, you're somebody that's, that's learned that. And I love that truth that you pulled out because I think that, that, you know, I think that you have to be able to trust those vulnerabilities with your partner as well with, you know, and, um, there's been times when I couldn't, but that was something you were working through. That was, those are, those are times I think maybe before even you, you understood that truth. But then at the same time, you know, um, that's not natural. See, I think that the enemy plays on the fact that that's not something that's natural. You know, it's like we want to hold, hold on to, you know, and I think that maybe in well, past, I think that's out of fear. So again, we're going back to for fear. Maybe, maybe being, I, being judged differently or seen differently or maybe, maybe judged fear for from fear. like Weak. things in our childhood, maybe yeah. things that other trust issues, maybe, you know, like Weakness. I had trust issues and you had trust issues with family issues. And when we were growing up, you know, maybe we want to hold on to, but go ahead. It is fear-based. It, it's fear-based. Like, you know, if I'm, if I'm honest and honest, you know, trust and honesty go hand in hand as well. Mm-hmm. If I'm honest, will this person, can I trust will that knowing what I'm about to tell them, will they still love me? Will they still accept me? Will they, will they abandon me? Yeah. Will they leave me? Will so they... those, and a lot of those things come back from, to, from other relationships, you know, family dynamics, maybe past hurt, <clears throat> terrible, you know, volatile relationships, whatever those may be. So, um, I, I feel like, um, you know, building, cultivating a relationship with the Lord, but then from there, the next relationships that should be cultivated is with your significant other, whether you're married or, or you are working towards marriage, whatever that may be. And, you know, I think if, if, um, your, your spouse or your significant other has gotten their self to the place where they can be honest, something as trivial as, Hey, you know what? I went to, um, Publix and, and, um, you know, when the cashier said, you know, said, gave me a compliment, it like it, it did something in my, the cashier's hitting on you. <laughs> I was talking about you. Out. Like me, they said, I, was talking I don't about go to Publix, babe. I don't go to Publix. I was trying not to say Ash like, is a witness. I mean, I just don't go. <laughs> I don't go to Publix. But being honest and saying, I'm hey, saying. when this situation, okay, when you're eating out and a waitress, mm. you know, compliments or, say, or says something and it stirs up some sort of emotion, they're being able to be honest with this. Like, hey, when that happened, like that made me start thinking. Mm. You know, there was an old, I can't remember what a series it was, but it was about you know, eyes bouncing and it was about men like putting guards on their eyes and like the first glance isn't a bad thing. It's the second and the third. Every man's battle is a dead book. Oh, that's it. That's right. That's what it was called. But that, but being, being able to be vulnerable and truthful and say, Hey, that, that got me thinking or that stirred something in me and being able to be honest and transparent about that. And the other person not receiving like, how dare you? Yeah. But we're like, well, why do you, where do you think that came from? Mm-hmm. Are, am, you know, are you needing more attention? Are you lacking in an area? Am I like, so being able to be transparent enough, but then not to be like, how dare you allow that, you know, make you feel good or have butterflies or whatever, you know, we don't want to talk about that. But the truth of the matter is that sometimes when we're in those seasons, especially when our, uh, you know, our attention tank mm-hmm. 
is low from our spouse and we, they're busy and we were living, going different directions and we're not spending the time we need, it would be very easy, I think, to be yeah, to be very drawn. easy to visit another gas station and get some, put some, put some uh, different octane. Don't do it. In other words, when you're tank sure. slow, when you're tank slow, when you're you lost slow. me on that. But I mean, I'm my just point to that was your gas analogy. <laughs> I was thinking that your tank analogy. Oh yeah, that's right. I did yeah, say you that. You said tank. Um, I, you know, being honest, being able to honest to say, hey, or you know what? There's lots of people that you know maybe suffer addictions. Being like, hey, um, I, I had this thought or this urge. You know, I think. Right. Um, help me through this let's talk through this no matter where you're at calling stopping in the day here's the problem sometimes even people that have infidelities they're finding that safety in somebody in their arena their workplace or whatever and they're talking about that with them but they're not going to the one that god gave you and united you with so amen i want to end this we're, we're we're out of time awesome stuff and we're gonna take a shift of gears a little bit tomorrow but let me just end this on the power of three and end it on I can tell you without a shadow of a doubt 28 years how we made it and this is why this is so important today and I don't want to leave without hammering home this point the number one reason we're giving you some practical things and we're going to spill into that tomorrow so tomorrow will be um, some practical things like we've begin talking about here at the end but can I just tell you can I just tell you that the number one reason that we're still together is the power of three. Because when 28 years, there were a mul- multiple times where somebody would go, how did you make it? Tell us your secret. We just didn't quit. Because the power of three. Where there were times where I guarantee you, her rope was broken, mine were broken, and there was only one holding on. And that's why that you have to have this power of three. Because you, can be, that you can't underestimate that. In 28 years, how do we do it? If you take out... All of the little things that, that we're talking about here, all of the, the helps, the books, the every man's battle, the, all the things going to your mate, if you take all of those out, you still are going to have seasons where you have to rely on and hold on to and just simply choose to not give up. And it's just part of the journey. And be careful who influences you. I, you know, Honestly, yeah. I think there could have been a lot of people in our lives that could have influenced us to make a different choice. Yeah. But thank God... Um, we all, you know, at least in my perspective, I always went back to the Lord and, you know, really wanted God's best, but that's where we're talking about that wonky, um, what'd you say it was? It's not triangle thing. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, the rhombus. The rhombus. (laughs) I'm thinking trapezoid, whatever. Um, so that we don't be careful because when you get yourself in a situation where you're with a rhombus or a trapezoid, whatever, (laughs) you're probably going to make you know, decisions outside of the Lord, because yeah. here's the thing, when you're united with your spouse, he's given you a grace yeah. that other people may not have. They'll yeah. be practical. So I think it goes back to the threefold cord because we have to trust in the Lord beyond even what we feel at yeah. that moment. Amen. And in you know, Genesis 2:18, this is a good scripture. The Lord God said, it is not good for man to be alone. And then he created woman that we talked about earlier. And ultimately, the beauty of his three-strand fa- uh, cord is that it makes you stronger. God knew this from the beginning. And there are plenty of scriptures throughout the Word of God that support this. And I want to ask you a question. Who are you connected to? You know, this will make you stronger, more accountable, more productive. So again, who are you connected to? When God made Eve, after he said it's not good for man to be alone, when Adam woke up, he looked at her. And he said, this is bone 
of my bone and flesh of my flesh. He said, this is part of me. This is part of me. So Adam, Eve, and God, right? He said, she said, he says. One, two, three-fold cord is not easily broken. Amen? That's good. Yeah. Song of the day today is Faithful from Elevation. It's been on my heart this week. I don't know why, but it's been like, I've been going back to that song. Like I woke up this morning literally singing it to myself. I have no idea why. Also, to go with the power of three, I had my own example to throw in. I think Diana was reading it as I was looking it up. Um, when you're rock climbing, the main rule that they always tell you to follow is always keep three points of contact while you're climbing because that's the most secure way for you to be able to climb up is always have three points of contact. Father, thought that was kind of cool. Father, Son, Holy Spirit. Hey. Woo! So... To all, thank you all for tuning in to all of our Apple, Spotify, Google, and audio platform listeners. We are live every morning at 8.30 a.m. EST on Facebook and YouTube. If you want to be a part of it and join the line of conversation, make sure you search David Villa's Game Changer, and you'll be able to find us. To our live audience, if you happen to miss a live stream, all of our episodes are uploaded onto YouTube and available on every podcasting platform out there. So make sure you go and subscribe to whichever one you like to use the most. Our newest uh, drop from Faith Gear is up on the site. We are working on actually put, doing some renovations to the site and being able to kind of like spruce it up a little bit to add some new things to it. But faithgear.co, go and check it out. Also, if you haven't gotten a chance to go check it out yet, our newest Bible plan is live on version CrossFit. Go check it out. Go to, uh, let us know what you think of it. Thank you all for listening. And on that note, we out. Thanks so much for listening. If you're enjoying the podcast and you want to connect further, check out the David Villa's Game Changer group on Facebook. We'll see you next time on the next episode of Game Changer.